Grateful Apparel people have been talking about this brand for a while now. I became an official brand ambassador for Grateful Apparel. And I cannot stress this enough. The clothes are absolutely incredible. They got vintage shirts, hoodies, hats, a bunch of different collections, designs, very colorful, and a simple, simple, but great and important message grateful you want to support a great brand with a great message you want to support your boy head on over to www.gratefulapparel.com today get yourself a nice hoodie a hat a t-shirt get something and while you're at checkout use the code fonz f-o-n-z for 15 percent off your order today get yourself a cool vintage shirt they got some like camp grateful they got the 3d archie that i'm wearing right now a daisy print trucker that i've been wearing before you see it on multiple videos again gratefulapparel.com code fonz f-o-n-z for 15 percent off your order Support the brand, support Grateful, support a great, great message. Check them out now, gratefulpal.com. Fonz, F-O-N-Z, for 15% off your order. Go do it now. <sighs> All right, we'll talk about it on my birthday, nonetheless. All on your podcast, man, the Slick Back Kickback Report. I love that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Slickback Kickback Report. As I, Fonz DeFalco, happy birthday to me. This is recorded on January 31st, which is my birthday, 29 years old. <laughs> and what better way to talk about it? Well, then the Ravens losing um, to the Chiefs, and then, of course, Chiefs fans coming after me. But that's okay. You want to check everything else with the podcast, by the way, too, um, where we get your podcast on YouTube, Fonz DeFalco, uh, Fonz Talks Jersey, everything in there, too. Fonz DeFalco on Instagram. Links down below. Fans ID for the jersey. Shout out to the Lobos here. Fonzo's Lobos. They gave me a custom-made fancy football jersey because I won the championship. <laughs> That's the only championship I won, and I'm scared. Well, I'm not scared. I'm upset. Like, what happened, man? Like, what what happened in that game? That was just it was brutal. It was brutal. It really it was brutal. You know, let's just... I'll get into it. The AFC Championship game, the Ravens, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl 17-10. to it was just straight up bad from the start. When the defense let up that touchdown the first drive, that's when I knew it was all going to shit. The, everything about it. Now, the second half, the defense played great. But the offense was just bad from the start. You know, I don't know what Todd Monken, I was praising him all year. I don't know what Todd Monken was doing with that offensive game plan. You know, you had eight design runs for Lamar or eight runs for Lamar. That's standard. You would think that. But then you only had eight runs for the combination of Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. You know, I didn't. You had the number one rushing off and Dalvin Cook, too. I believe he had one or two carries. I'm not, I don't remember. But still, eight combined for, with your three running backs you have. When you're the number one rushing offense, you have all the design run plays and you don't execute that. That just left me at a head-scratching moment for the case. And it was just very, it's just, that play calling was just so bad. 
And Lamar got rattled a lot. He did. He didn't make a lot of smart plays. Um, that interception, that triple cover to Isaiah Likely, it could have been a hold. It could have been. But also, too, you don't make those throws for that even the possibility to be like a conversation. You know, that's the, that's the thing. Um, the defense, I will say, they'll look great in the second half. But again, it was also probably on the Chiefs for not really pressing the gas as much because they knew the offense was just not clicking. I don't know what happened. The Zay Flowers had moments look great. Uh, the taunting one for me, I hate that the, that was a penalty. It shouldn't be a penalty. In in the game where Travis Kelsey is literally starting all these little fights and everything too, and then he's doing that, the guy let go of his ankle. The fumble is not an excuse. Is 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 not like you know acceptable. I think that was a bad fumble. That was a rookie mistake there. Um, if he was maybe more a veteran, he probably would have gotten emotional like that. But overall, we just played bad. We really did. Now, there were some unnecessary roughness penalties on the defense that probably shouldn't have been called for. There were some rough in the past where I was like, all right, yes. Uh, some holding ones that were like, yes, I agree. But there was also a lot of penalties that weren't necessarily called. There maybe should have been one um, in triple coverage to Isaiah likely. But I just think this just was so disappointing to see that offense where the whole year – you had this whole entire offensive game plan that worked really well. Clearly, your number one seed in the AFC, highest rushing offense, you know, MVP level quarterback there, potentially two time MVP, and the game plan just was thrown out the window. You guys shot yourself in the foot a lot of times, and it could have been a little more biased. And I'd say the refs might have played a little bit of factor. I'm not saying completely. I don't like to do that, but there was a little bit of a part. I think the refs did play a game, and they were favoring some calls more towards the Chiefs too. It's a dumb theory, but I think it's a real true thing. I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. I was making jokes about it, but kind of seeing it, there were a lot of plays where I'm like, either shouldn't have been called or should have been called when it was the Chiefs and whatnot. But it doesn't make the excuse because the Ravens offense is just looking really bad. They got away from their bread and butter. The defense looked really, really good at times, but in the first half, we just looked sloppy. Didn't look like we deserved to be there. Didn't play like we were going to be there. We didn't look like a Super Bowl caliber team. And we got we got a few questions. Not a lot of questions, I would say. You know, I know the rip's gonna be on Lamar. It's not all on him. Did he make some weird throws and like bad decisions? Yes. Not completely though. You know, and I hate the narrative we're gonna rip Lamar Jackson, and I don't understand that. I don't get that at all. There are a lot of teams out there that would kill to have some type of quarterback level like that play. I'm looking at a lot of teams in the like the NFC South, for example, or even the AFC South or something. I'm just saying, not the I'm just saying there's some teams out there that would kill to have a guy like Lamar Jackson on their roster. You know, the Falcons and Panthers. You know, Panthers, I know they have Bryce Young, but still like I just think it's more on the play calling here. It did not look good. Now, am I worried about this team in the future? No, I think we still have a good future. I think we'll be back in the playoffs next year. I think we have a good shot to go back to the AFC Championship game. I still have suitable hopes for this team. I don't think the window's closed at all for this for this Lamar Jackson era, this Ravens team. I don't think it's closed in the slightest. Like, you know, I don't think it expanded, uh, but I don't, definitely don't think it closed. I think it stayed right where it's at right now. We got a lot of like, things we need to kind of address in the offseason. Are we going to resign Patrick Queen? Because him and Roquan were a great duo together. Uh, do we bring back Jadavian Clowney, who was a very good deal for us? We had a nice career revival with this organization. And I would love to have him back. Do we bring back Kyle Van Noy as well? It's a lot of guys that we can kind of replace, but we don't want to replace all of them because they all kind of mesh well together. Um, Odell Beckham. I think we should bring him back. I don't. I think he was pretty good for us. Now, I didn't think he was going to be like this New York Giants level, like elite Pro Bowl receiver with thousand yards and hundred games every single week. 
but he had some good catches here and there. And he's a good veteran presence, I think. I think he fits well with the Ravens locker room. I think he fits well with the wide receiver room. Um, and he likes, he, it seems like he likes to be there. So if we can bring him back at the right price, I don't have a problem with him, Bateman, and Zay Flowers running it back. Now we could get another receiver in that mix. But with those three, I think he kind of helped the development of Zay Flowers. And I think the future is so bright for him, too. Uh, we have Isaiah likely for another year with him, Mark Andrews. And I want to see them fully healthy together. Because that would be something. We just need to address the offensive line, too. I don't know what's going on with Ronnie Stanley. Just there's moments where he looked good and the moments he didn't look good. Uh, we kind of need to beef up the inside of the line. Oh, Kevin Zeitler, he's up there in age at 34. Um, just into the Pro Bowl, actually. But we need to kind of get some depth there. Kind of start thinking of the future with that uh, defense. The main thing is Patrick Queen. Do we bring him back? And how much are we going to bring him back for? There's a good chance he'll leave. And if he gets paid, he deserves it. But I would love to bring him back with him and Roquan. That was a very good duel. He played so much better with Roquan next to him as the off-ball linebacker. So a lot of questions. We shot ourselves in the foot. Did the rest play a little bit of a factor into the game? A tad. I'd say like 10, 5, 10%. But at the end of the day, it's really all on us, too. We shot ourselves in the foot for it, too. We, our backs were against the wall heading into it, too, especially with the narrative of Lamar Jackson. But I'm not too worried about it. But we have a couple of... um couple things here. I want to read some comments here because uh, what I loved about this, what I do love about, you know, all of this, where is it up here? I made the comment, and it's funny how I got comments when I made the thing, I guarantee it, you know, bring it on Swifties. I like how the day after the win for the Chiefs, the comments came after me. It's like they were waiting for that too, which is kind of funny. So I'm going to pull up, you know, some of these comments here, which were actually, you know, realistic. They were kind of funny. So we're at now, what is it now? 10,000 views, 80 comments here. I'm, Paul, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower the volume here. But there was a lot of good comments on here, too. Um, I gave my thoughts or whatever. Like, someone said, ah, hold this L and put down that microphone. I'm never going to do that. I'm going to love doing this podcast stuff. And it's funny how they all commented literally the week after. Uh, just hold this L real quick. I made a response video saying I do accept the loss. But I gave my reasons that maybe the rest played a little bit of a factor. It's just fun. And there's some people who actually said, like, listen, it was a game. Ravens went away from their bread and butter, which I agree. There were some nice comments on here that went back and forth. People asked that it was a part two. I said, posted it. And one guy said, proud of you for not completely blaming the refs. Ravens will learn from this, and they will get back. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to sustain what the Chiefs have done for six years now. You know, as a Chiefs fan, I understand that. I'm just going to enjoy this for now. You know what? And Chiefs fans, you should enjoy this for now. All right? You should enjoy it. I'm just a little bit, listen, if, if it wasn't the Ravens, Chiefs, it was like the Chiefs and say the Jaguars or the Bills or something too, I probably wouldn't have this much of an emotional effect into it. I would give my thoughts here and there, but it wouldn't be that much. So if it was any other team, then I would probably kind of be more on that side also. But like there's a lot of ones saying Lamar's overrated. Someone said Lamar's a playoff version of Dak Prescott. Um, I don't understand that one. It doesn't make sense to me, that one. But, you know, that's either here nor there. It says, sorry for your loss. LOL, you lose. Um, a lot of really good ones. We, we robbed the bank and we robbed the vault. That's pretty good creative because M&T Bank Stadium, so that's pretty good. Um, you should have been nervous. Maybe next season, never doubt AFC's daddy, PM15. All right. How does that, how does that shit sandwich taste? That was a good one, too. What I like about all these, these people that comment here, which is really funny, is a lot of these pictures, all these people that are posting are like, Older people, older folks that probably just figured out how to use Instagram and like their profile pictures are just like just like random pictures of themselves, which is fine, but also just like random stuff on here with like less than like 10 posts or not really factor into it. I guess I kind of am now, but it's just funny. It's just like you can tell like the age of these people where it's just like don't know how to use Instagram. They're just like posting all this stuff too. he's garbage uh, too late to get nervous now. 
Um, it's just all these older people that really don't have that don't really use Instagram that much too. Um, learn to pronounce the letter P. Uh, cheese by seven. Um, you may have been ready, but the team was not. That's yeah, very it's true. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good comments here. If you want to go check out Slickback Kickback at, at uh, an Instagram, you can go check them out too for all these comments too. Oops, purple looks like trash. Yeah, Ravens lost. Hmm. You're gonna have to live with that result for this post forever now. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you asked for and you got a KC brought it and beat your butts. Yeah, again, just look at the profile pictures of these people. Uh, you could just tell like they just either just never use Instagram before or whatever too. I never really kind of trash people for their takes. I just kind of just like save videos and laugh to myself. But yeah, you know, your team shit the bed. Yeah, LaFraud is just a playoff Prescott. Uh, yeah, well, there's another one too. Um, well, I'm not going to say that word, but it's the P word, uh, whatever, loser. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's true. I guess I am a big old. This is my favorite, you know, comment out of all of them too. From old Coot Doug, we brought it on. Hope you enjoy watching the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Chiefs fans brought it on. See a loser. Well, I should just change my name to Fonz the Loser. That's what I should do. In all seriousness, Chiefs, congratulations. You're going to the Super Bowl again. That's fine. Go 49ers, but that's we'll get to the NFC Championship game now. But you know what? Congrats. I'll take the L. Did the rest play a factor? Yes. It was, if Taylor Swift wasn't dating Travis Kelsey, would the Chiefs have made it this far? Honestly, probably not. But again, that's just kind of my thing. I'm just throwing it out there. Now, the NFC Championship game, I wanted the Lions to win. I wanted my guy, Man Campbell, to win. But that didn't happen. They were up big, and they shit the bed as well. That was really bad, too. Brock Purdy, I made the joke, blah, blah, blah. But looks like that. Brock Purdy is going to be our savior to stop the Chiefs from winning again. People are questioning Dan Campbell's aggressive play, calling that he shouldn't have done it. Um, they shouldn't do. They should have changed it up in the in the NFC Championship game. The thing with that, if it's been working all season, it's kind of what he's known for. Why make your why change your game plan in one of the bigger games, right? If you've been doing that all season, it's kind of worked for the most part too. I don't see a problem with them going for it on fourth down even though you could easily get the points for the field goal. But if you've been doing that same kind of coaching style, that same play calling and the same like formula you guys have been doing all season, then I don't see why you have to change it. You know, I just don't understand that. I know we're trashing. But listen, Lions fans are very happy to be there, and I think you guys have a bright future. Uh, Dan Campbell, definitely coach of the year because nobody expected. Nobody lines, Nobody thought the Lions would make it this far. I had them winning the division. I didn't think they'd make it even this far, though, you know. So I give them credit, though. Give credit to the Lions. The Niners, though, they're a complete powerhouse, too. They're all fully healthy, which is really scary. I want to see how they go against the Chiefs with this fully healthy team. But this is going to be its going to be an interesting Super Bowl, though. I don't know. Would people want to watch it? Probably not. I really wish the Ravens were in it. It stinks, though. And next week, I'll do more of a deep dive in the Super Bowl. But, you know, you got two relatively healthy teams. I know the Chiefs missed their pass rusher who stacked Lamar. He's out for the year. But, you know... That's fine, uh, but I think I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to think in my head if there are any other injuries that I missed. Um, there is none that I know off the top of my head, but it should be it should be a good game though. Uh, I can't wait to see that. And again, you know, next week I will do more deep in the Super Bowl, but it's just a way too early one because we got some other little things I got to talk about here too. But the Ravens, you had a good run. I'll definitely miss you and protect the flock as always. People, people, people of the world, you guys know that I absolutely love jerseys. I have way too many to count. Baseball, football, basketball, every player, every team, you name it. I more than likely got it. And I want to thank the people at Fans Idea 
for this jersey that you're seeing here right now, a slick back baseball style jersey with the 20 and the 19 on the back with the name Fonz on it. And look at this. If you see here closely, look at this. Boom, the logo on the side. It's an absolute great jersey. I can't thank them enough. And they got a lot of good quality jerseys on there. I'll tell you that right now. The stitching is really nice. It feels like the actual MLB jersey. They got a bunch of other ones on there. They got hockey. They got baseball. They got basketball. The football, they got all of them. They got every single team kind of color. So you can, if you want to go for a certain team, they more than likely got it. You definitely want to go over and get yourself a custom-made jersey today. Listen, you want to be part of a team? We all do. Why not make yourself your own and make your own team? Be yourself. And while you're over there ordering yourself a jersey, you go to checkout. Use the code FONZ, F-O-N-Z, for 10% off your order today. Support the brand. Support fans' idea. They give you a really good idea of what jersey to get. You see what I did there. Loser Game Show sound intensifies. But seriously, the jerseys are absolutely incredible. I can't thank them enough for this jersey. Again, fansidea.com and use the code FONZ, F-O-N-Z, for 10% off your order. Go get yourself a jersey. Be a part of a team. Create your own team. Why not? Go do it right now. We'll do some other things. So quickly, we'll talk about, talk about the like the Pro Bowl, all the awards that have happened, the finalist coaching changes, and then we'll end up with some NBA talk, too, because we're getting close to my talking more NBA stuff now. The football season's almost over, too. But we got a lot of Pro Bowl stuff, too. I like, listen, I love, I still love the damn Pro Bowl. And if you don't like the Pro Bowl, well, I don't really blame you, but I somehow just like it low-key. I like the honor. I think it's a, one of the one of the more higher honors in football. That's like a Super Bowl champion, but the Pro Bowl has nothing to sniff at here, too. Got a couple of Pro Bowl changes up on here, too. So a couple of them go with the AFC replacements and the NFC replacements. Not as many as it used to be, though. Not not as many as it used to be, which is a good thing because I think people actually kind of enjoy this one. Again, with the Pro Bowl, no, you know, I'll, I'm going to do the replacement. I'll talk about the Pro Bowl stuff. So for the AFC replacements, C.J. Stroud replacing Patrick Mahomes and Garner Minshew's replacing Lamar Jackson. Uh, I thought Stroud should have made it over Pat Mahomes to even begin with this season, but it's a good replacement. And Garner Minshew... Um, is a little bit of a shocker to me. I thought it would maybe go with Trevor Lawrence. Maybe he opt, Maybe he chose not to do it. Lamar Jackson, I wish he was able to play in the Pro Bowl. I kind of want to see him in the Pro Bowl games. But listen, he needs to take all the work on his offseason. So nothing wrong with that. But Gardner Minshew's a good one, so kudos to him, man. They got they, He got a Pro Bowl nod. Listen, him and Anthony, Anthony Richardson is going to overtake it next year, but I can't wait to watch that Colts team. For the receiver spots, Stephon Diggs replaces Amari Cooper. Cooper opted out with injury. Diggs is his replacement. He had 1,000 yards. Uh, I believe eight touchdowns, so I guess that kind of makes sense for him, too. I don't know what other wide receivers you would have picked in that situation, too. Maybe a Nico Collins. I would have said Nico Collins maybe over um, Stephon Diggs, is my opinion. Uh, Evan Ingram replaces Travis Kelsey. Evan Ingram was probably my next choice of the tight end. Tight ends are very thin in the AFC, I would say. Um, he could have done Isaiah Likely also, but Isaiah Likely is still maybe a late bloomer to see, as was Ingram has been consistent all season, so... Good replacement here. Offensive lineman, uh, Wyatt Teller, Kevin Zyler, Ryan Kelly replaced Joel Batonio, Joe Thune, and Creed Humphrey, respectively. All good replacements. Shout out to Kevin Zyler. Another first-time Pro Bowler with the Ravens. Long-time player for the NFL. Look at that. Attack the flock. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. replaces Max Crosby. Will Anderson's going to be a consistent Pro Bowler in the future. That guy was really good on that uh, Texans defense. DeForest Buckner replaces Chris Jones. As far as top defensive tackles, I would have probably said yes to him over Chris Jones. Again, Chris Jones is making it because the Super Bowl Super Bowl players automatically do not go into the Pro Bowl. Uh, Jeremiah Owasu Koromora replaces TJ Watt. JOK was a very good linebacker for the Browns in this defense. There's no, I'm not shocked he makes that. And Jermaine Johnson replaces Khalil Mack in the Pro Bowl. I wish Quincy Williams made it for the Jets because I think he had a really good uh, season that no one really talks about, underrated season. 
But um, again, Quinto is more of a linebacker. He's not going to replace Patrick Queen or Roquan Smith unless they, you know, said no. But they're going to be playing in the Pro Bowl, so it makes sense here. So those are the replacements. Not as many as in years past, though. So that's pretty good. The defense has a little bit more. Let's go all the all the quarterbacks have been replaced. By the way, uh, originally it was Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and Matthew Stafford. Now it's Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith. I think Jared Goff was going to be in it, but then he opted out. So then Geno Smith replaces technically Jared Goff too. Um, those three: Purdy, Prescott, Stafford. I would they were originally saying yes, they were Pro Bowlers. Jared Goff would have been the next one to replace him. Then after that, Baker. I would have said Jalen Hurts, then Geno Smith. There's no other quarterbacks I'm thinking of that could take over the spot too. Not not Derek Carr, uh, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, no. Um, not Sam Howell. Not a Pro Bowl level player. You go to the NFC West. It's a little bit. Not Kyler. Didn't play that long. So yeah, that would, it's, it's one of the things that's like you know who you got left. You know in that situation. Uh, running backs. Jameer Gibbs replaces Christian McCaffrey. Gibbs is another really good pick for the Lions. Man, he did really well for them this season. I'm surprised David Montgomery didn't make because he had the more stat, more thousand yards, and more touchdowns. But Gibbs was a good gadget guy for him, so it makes sense. C.J. Ham, the fullback, places Kyle Uzcheck. Patrick Hart should have made it, but again, you're not, you can't replace Alec Ingles. He's participating, but as far as the NFC fullbacks, there's not that many to choose from, so it makes sense. Amon Ross St. Brown replaces A.J. Brown. D.K. Metcalf replaces Mike Evans. Amon Ross should have made it to begin with, maybe taking out Mike Evans, but now I'm, now I'm not too sure. So, again, it makes sense. D.K. Metcalf uh, gets in there. Um, Yeah, no, he had a really good season. He had a couple of them in the beginning, looked a little bit slow, but actually kind of stepped it a big time later on, too. I got a big itch in my back. I don't know why I keep itching if I do apologize. Uh, Jake Ferguson replaces George Kittle. Another tight end. He's really good for me in fantasy towards the tail end of the season. Again, with the NFC, it's hard. If TJ Hawkinson didn't tear his ACL, I would have said he should have made it over, but um, he was injured, so he's not going to be in it, obviously. But Jake Ferguson's a good choice. Uh, Tristan Wirfs and Tyler Smith replaced Trent Williams and Zach Martin. Tristan Wirfs is an underrated, really good uh, tackle for the Buccaneers. Young tackle. Uh, has a bright future, so definitely makes sense that he made it. Um, let's see here. Tyler Smith for the Cowboys replaces another Cowboy. So, but Tyler Smith is also a pretty good lineman, too. Um, underrated one. Zach Martin, one of the better guards in the NFL. No one talks about it. But Zach, um, sorry, Tyler Smith is good, too. Uh, actually, not as many defenses as I thought. Demarcus Lawrence replaces Nick Bosa. Obviously, Nick Bosa is not going to play in the Super Bowl. Makes sense with Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, let's see here. Derek Brown replaces Aaron Donald. Derek Brown should have made it to begin with. That dude had 100-plus tackles as an interior lineman. That's severely underrated and something that you don't really see often. Uh, Kenny Clark replaces Javon Hargrave because Javon Hargrave is going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Good choice there for the Packers. Um, you know what I just realized for a quarterback? I'm surprised uh, Jordan Love did make it. I just realized that. Maybe he should have made it. Um, maybe over Geno. Maybe over Jalen. But it's kind of, I would probably say those two right now. But Jordan Love's definitely going to be in a future Pro Bowler. Uh, DeMario Davis replaces Fred Warner. DeMario Davis, he has like a, he has like a, a crazy career because... Um, he like in his beginning of his year, he didn't really get that much recognition. But once he went to his second tenure with the Saints, that's when he started getting the All Pro and Pro Bowl nods in his thirties. Which, listen, better late than never. Well deserved too. Darius Slay uh, replaces Traverius Ward. I didn't think Slay would make that. I didn't think he would replace him. Uh, what other corners would you even pick in that situation? I guess you. I guess that's the ones that you go. I guess some more name recognition. And Nick Belor as a special team replaces Jalen Reeves Maben. All right, fair. Nothing wrong with these replacements. Did I talk about the Pro Bowl too much? Yeah. The thing with the Pro Bowl for me, you know, I go into it. I don't expect it to be this, like, you know, competitive, high competitive game. Now, do I check it out all the time from start to finish? Now, I don't sit there and watch it religiously from start to finish, but it's kind of a cool concept for all these star players onto one team. 
And obviously with the game, you know, before last year when they did the tackle aspect too with the helmets and whatnot too, you knew you weren't going to get this serious tackling game now because, you know, injuries can happen at any moment too. So I like this new concept of the Pro Bowl games with the flag football, with the different skills competitions, like an NBA All-Star Weekend, but all these different skill uh, contests here and there too. And I think that's cool. I like that better than what it was originally because, you know, a lot of these guys, you want to get their names out there. You can show who these guys are, show the athletic skills, show off these cool little things that they do. So it's nice, and they're not pressured to go in there and tackle and, and make all these crazy hits or whatever, too. And you're not getting as many opt-outs. You're still getting some opt-outs, uh, but not as much. They can go there. They can just wear, like, their T-shirt. They see the guys last year wear sunglasses. Like, the hats kind of, like, dress these cool, like, NFL street-style stuff, too. So that's just, like, a weird thing I think about. And... They look like they generally like enjoyed being there, you know, like with the Pro Bowl two years ago with the helmets. A lot of those guys looked like they just didn't want to be there last year. And even maybe this time around, they look like they want to be there. So it's cool. Get their names out there, you know, promote these players without like having them kill each other on the field. Do these little crazy games here and there, too. And it looked like they were all having fun with it. So I don't have a problem with this year's Pro Bowl games. I think this format actually helps them a lot. I think in the future, it's going to be a lot better. I think people will actually enjoy it a lot more. My one little thing that maybe I would change is maybe have it where the site of the Super Bowl is. Maybe have it like a few days prior. Maybe even just have it the week prior. Have it like at, since it's at Vegas, like have the Pro Bowl stuff at Vegas too since a lot of players will already be there for like their promotions and whatnot too. So maybe have that event there at the same time at the Super Bowl at the same place. That's just kind of my idea. I think it'd be something a little bit different to try out. Maybe they will in the future instead of having it. I think it's at Orlando this year. Instead of having it like across the country. Follow where the Super Bowl is. Make it like into a week. Maybe like just like to celebrate football, like from the week to Pro Bowl stuff, the seven on seven games, and all the skills contests and everything. And then on Sunday, end it off with Super Bowl. That kind of have it all into one mesh thing. That's just kind of what I think. And also, too, you can have the Super Bowl guys there at some of those events. Maybe not participating, but maybe kind of at, around the Pro Bowl stuff, too. Again, that's just kind of my idea. Just spitball here. If you guys disagree with me or agree with me, let me know down below. I'm just saying. We'll go to the all pro team too. I'll just go quickly here. I'll just do like the, the notable names. We're not going to do like the skill guy. Oh, I won't do all like the offensive lineman one on two. Uh, the all pro team quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. I don't have a problem with Lamar Jackson would be an all pro. Dak Prescott too. I'm surprised, you know, Tua made the star for the pro, but he's not an all pro. Um, this, this is more like the voters kind of vote, not fans, but regular like sports writers kind of make these teams. So it kind of makes sense. Um, the running backs, well, it's just one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, all pro, makes sense. Kyron Williams, uh, the second team. Kyron Williams is with a beast. And by the way, he missed a couple of games, and he's still top five in rushing. If he played all those games, he would probably maybe overtake McCaffrey or just be just right there neck and neck with him. Uh, fullback Kyle Juszczyk made the first team. Pat Ricard, the best fullback, made the second team. Uh, wide receivers, Tyree Kill, CeeDee Lamb, Monroe for the first team. Those are three that I would pick. And then the second team... Uh, A.J. Brown, Puka Nakua, Brand Ayuk, and Mike Evans. I'm surprised Ayuk did not make the Pro Bowl. He probably would have made it if the Niners lost, but again, he's not going to be there because of it. Uh, but those are all really good ones. Ayuk and Evans tied. Got enough votes to make the tie here. Uh, tight end spot, George Kittle, the first team. I would say he's the, he was the best tight end this season. Even Kelsey had a little bit of a down year, statistic-wise. And Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta is going to be... Is going to be really good in the future. I'm a huge Sam Laporta fan. That was such a good pick by them. It really, really was. Uh, defensive guys, you know, the edge rushers, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Trey Hendrickson, and Micah Parsons. No, oh, sorry. Miles Garrett, TJ Watt made the first team. Micah Parsons, Matt Crosby made the second team. Trey Hendrickson made another team, too. But for the actual official all pro ones or the AP, 
Garrett and TJ Watt, Micah Pars and Max Crosby. All really good ones. Crosby and Parsons make the second team, which makes a lot of sense here. Uh, let me just pull it up here. So let, me just, let me just see if I want to scroll down a little bit. Uh, Justin Matabike made the second team for the uh, def- interior lineman defensive tackle spot. It makes sense. Chris Jones, Aaron Donald made the first team. Dexter Lawrence made the second team. All good stuff. Roquan Smith made the linebacker first team spot. It makes sense along with Fred Warner and Quincy Williams, which I was saying Quincy Williams should have made the Pro Bowl, which is very shock to me. But it was hard to replace Patrick Queen, who made the second team, by the way, too, along with Bobby Wagner and Demario Davis. If they both win the Super Bowl, then obviously Quincy Williams, been, Quincy Williams would have been next in line. But, you know, two Ravens in the all-pro linebacker spot, I just hope we can re-sign him. Cornerback, Sauce Garner, Deron Bland, I would make sense. Deron Bland, I would have probably put in the second team and put Jalen Johnson on the first team. Uh, Sauce Garner, I know he didn't have a pick, but you know, people saying he didn't have as many stats, but no one threw him the ball because he's just a that damn good of a cover corner. On uh, the slot corner, Trent McDuffie, so good. He's a really He was good for the Chiefs. He destroyed against the Ravens, too. Uh, safeties here, Kyle Hamilton, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jesse Bates, and Justin Simmons made the second team, too. So, can't complain on all these, though. All pro teams, I think people look at a lot more than, say, the Pro Bowl. There's a lot more legitimate votes on there, too, which kind of, you know, makes sense here. Let's go look to the next thing I'm going to talk about on here. Uh, the all-rookie team, or the all-rookie team here. Um, this one, I like this one, too. A lot of good choices here. The quarterback, C.J. Stroud. There was no other option. Uh, if Anthony Richardson played the whole season, they would have been neck and neck with him. Bryce Young didn't play well. CJ Stroud, that was the best quarterback in this class. But Anthony Richardson, I still have high hopes for him. The running backs, Jameer Gibbs, B. John Robinson. First 20 backs taken on this all-pro team. Makes a lot of sense. I think B. John Robinson was not used as much as he should have been with the Falcons and now with his new coach, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was the better one this season, but B. John Robinson is, is going to have a breakout second year. I, I truly do. Uh, I truly do believe that. Let's see the wide receivers: Puka Nakua and Jordan Addison. Listen, a little bias here. I think Zay Flowers should have made the All Rookie Team over Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison also had a really good season too, so I can't complain that much about it too. Uh, tight end Sam Laporta again makes sense too. Pro Bowler rookie team and All Pro selection. Lapore is going to be such a good tight end man, and guys like Jalen Carter, Will Anderson made the defensive side too. Um, like Joey Porter Jr., Devin Witherspoon who made the Pro Bowl as well. He's going to be really, he's a really, really good corner. Um, Kobe Turner for the the Rams too had a pretty good season. Also, normally talks about, but all these choices are pretty solid. Here. I don't have any issues with any of them. The only one I probably would say is. Replace Zay Flowers with Jordan Addison uh, because it might be my Ravens bias might have been showing up just a just a tad here, but still, still not a bad one. So let's see what's up next on here. Uh, let's see what is my next topic. I will talk about head coaching changes, right? So we had a couple of head coaching changes that happened here, and I'm just kind of going on and on about everything too. So a lot of changes have happened, a lot of good things. Um, on here, so we'll get to the order here. First up, with the Falcons, they hired Raheem Morris, former defensive coordinator for the Rams. I believe he was the Buccaneers coach uh, way back when. I think he might have been the interim coach for the Falcons at one point, too. But he was on the Falcons roster. Uh, I thought they were going to go Belichick. A um, little shocked they didn't because they, they had two interviews with him. Which, by the way, what do you interview Bill Belichick for? Like, how does the interview process with Bill Belichick work? Does he just, like, show a Super Bowl rings be like, this is what I'm going to bring to you? Uh, Raheem Morris, though, was a pretty good defensive coordinator for the Rams. Um not a, not a bad coordinator, too. I want to see how he does with the Falcons as far as the head coaching thing, too. It can't be worse than Arthur Smith. Um, you have, you know, you have uh, B. John Robinson. I forgot his name for a second. I just said it. 
uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and you already have a good, solid, young defense and your defensive-minded coach. I definitely think you can tweak some well things, too, with Jesse Bates, A.J. Terrell. So you got some good little pieces there. Grady Jarrett, if you decide to bring him back. But you need a quarterback, and I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback spot. They trade for Justin Fields. You draft a quarterback. But Raheem Morris has got a nice team there and so much potential because you just don't know what you're going to get with that Atlanta Falcons team. But listen, if I was a, if I was a new coach looking for a gig, that would be a good spot there because you just have three great talents and skill guys. You just get them a nice, simple quarterback. Or even, you know what, if you want to ride out with Desmond Ritter to see what you can do, maybe you'll get the best out of him. I don't know. But Raheem Morris... Not a bad hire. The Panthers bring in Dave Canales. Canales was the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. Uh, did really well with the Buccaneers. You saw what they did this year with no expectations. Look what he did with Baker Mayfield. Turned around to a Pro Bowl quarterback. First time Pro Bowler. With that offense leading him to a division title. Uh, divisional round two. Panthers, though, are, are a mess of a poverty of a franchise. Um, I really want him to do well. If he can if he can turn Baker Mayfield around, I think he could maybe potentially turn Bryce Young around. But this is they're going to go through their third head coach, or excuse me, yeah, fourth head coach in three years because you had the, uh, oh, my God, you had, no, it's five. Because you had Matt Rule, Steve Wilkes for the interim coach, and you had Frank Reich. And Chris Tabor, who was the interim coach. And then Dave, so you have five coaches in three years. Um, I hope it does well because it did really well for the Buccaneers. I really just hope he does well. Raiders brought back Antonio Pierce. That was clear. They're not going to mess this up, but they did with the Rich Passaccia thing. They should have brought him back a while back. But Antonio Pierce, you saw the change with the Raiders playing and like the how the players love playing for him. Like, like that and like now they didn't make the playoffs one or two but they looked like they looked a lot better on the field and if you ride with Aiden O'Connell who knows but if you bring in a nice quarterback for Antonio Pierce they could be a scary team to watch though they really could they they bring that intensity and Max Crosby is a dog he wanted Pierce back there Pierce is a good fit for the Raiders it's like the Dan Campbell situation that that team that like fan base they needed a coach like that like a, not a, exactly like Dan Campbell but kind of former player kind of that gritty that guy that will literally kick your ass uh he'll the guy that he will put on the pads to play on the field as well too so that was a good hire the Chargers brought in Jim Harbaugh uh brother John Harbaugh this is a good move for the Chargers here I think this is they have a lot of cap questions in here there too but Jim's a good recruiter and I, you know what, he can definitely, he has a good eye for talent. I think he will definitely draft well. It'll bring in a lot of guys to play for the LA Chargers who have a lot of talent on paper, but they just can't execute it on the field too. I think he can develop a guy in Justin Herbert really well. I want to see how it goes. So that should be really interesting. Uh, the Patriots kept in-house. They hired uh, Gerard Mayo, who's their inside linebackers coach. Or It wasn't a defensive coordinator, it was their inside linebackers coach. Hired him within house I think the Patriots should have went with the route of outside the Patriots organization, kind of go somewhere different to kind of get a refresh error there too. But Gerard Mayo was a great player and a good coach for the Patriots. They know the like the management loves him too. I personally think they should have went with the outside of the outside of the team to kind of get a fresh start there. But we'll see how that one works. This one hurts for me. The Seahawks brought in Mike McDonald. Uh, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, who definitely was a big part of our team this year, was a great, great defensive coordinator for us. Brought out the best in Patrick Queen. You know, helped lead the way with Roquan Smith. That defense looked great. Kyle Hamilton, too. It's going to be a big loss for us. He was a really good defensive coordinator. I think he's going to thrive with the Seahawks. Now, it worries me because I feel like he's going to try to bring Patrick Queen over to uh, Seattle uh, next with Bobby Wagner. But, you know, McDonald definitely deserved it. He did so well for us. I'm definitely going to miss him a lot. I wish he could stay, but obviously if you're going to get that bag and get that opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, 
you definitely deserve it. He's going to go to a good spot in Seattle too. They have a lot of a lot of interesting pieces there too. I think McDonald be really well for Seattle. I'll definitely be rooting for him too. At least the question: What do the Ravens do with defensive coordinator spot? I think they'll probably bring uh, or call up Zach Orr. I believe he's their linebackers coach right now, um, or inside linebackers coach. He's been very good for us as a coach, former player with the Ravens too, had to retire because of neck injuries. But I think he definitely will more than likely, in my prediction, he will be the defensive coordinator for the Ravens to replace Mike McDonald. Uh, but who knows? Uh, next, well, it could be somebody else. Or Anthony Weaver, defensive line coach, too. I have no idea. The Titans hired Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Look, despite that offensive line being disastrous, he got the best out of Joe Burrow. So I think he can do that the same with Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans. Um, they need to fix that defensive offensive line, though. We'll see. And the Commanders hired nobody. So I, are the Commanders just waiting? Because I know Brian Johnson said he's staying in Detroit, which is so big for them, too. Um it's really huge for them too. They're going to run it back with uh, the Detroit Lions coaching staff. They're going to be a scary, scary team to watch. I, who, I don't even know who else you bring. You, you, does Bill go to the Commanders? Does he though? Ah, oh, I don't know. Spagnola for the Chiefs. I think he's staying. He's not going to leave. I think now. I think he's going to stay. He's in a good spot. Do you move? I don't know where you go with. This is going to be really. I want to see what the Commanders do. Are they just waiting? I have no idea. But last, we got the awards. Well, last before the basketball stuff, we got the awards finalists here too. We'll read them off. I'll give you my predictions here. The MVP. Here are the five finalists here. If I can, if I can lead it up here, let me pull it up now. Uh, if it loads, which is going to take a little bit because this computer takes a little slow. It's okay. Uh, MVP. We got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock, Brock Purdy. All good ones on the finalists here. Um, I mean, I still pick Lamar. I know if he's the favorite to win, but I know this. <laughs> I know that that uh, moment in the game against the Chiefs didn't help his case. You can make the arm for Christian McCaffrey too, kind of been a big part of that offense too. Um, but he Lamar helped this uh, team to a number one seed, a one not two. Um, I want to see who places second behind him though. I have Lamar winning it. Uh, defensive player of the year: Deron Bland, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, um, Micah Parsons, and T.J. Watt. Um, I know T.J. Watt led the league in stacks with 19, but I think what Miles Garrett's done this season, kind of like with that championship-level defense, that historic defense, um, no matter where he's lined up, it's just like a nightmare with a lot of pressure rates and everything, too. Um, I'm going to give the odds to Miles Garrett, but who knows the guys like Max Crosby being on there, too. Uh, Deron Bland, he's on there. It's funny because like he has like, they get like five uh, touchdowns, interception for touchdowns this season. He just came out of nowhere this season, so kudos to him. Uh, offensive player of the year, Tyree Kill, Lamar Jackson, C.D. Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott. Um, I don't think he's more of a quarterback award, but the MVP was to have Lamar. I'm going to put Christian McCaffrey uh, as my offensive player of the year. I originally had Tyree Kill, but he has such a downfall. Um, or I wouldn't even met if like Tyreek wins offensive player of the year and McCaffrey wins MVP too. Um, McCaffrey's winning something. I know one of those awards too. I'm going to go, um, he, I think he's going to be the winner of the offensive player of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, you have CJ Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Bijan Robinson, uh, Puka Nakua. I, I, want, I would love to see Nakua win it, considering the fact that he broke the receiving rookie record and was an all-pro and everything, too. But look what Stroud did with that team. You know, no one thought the Texans would make it this far, too. So I'm going to give the pick to Stroud here. Uh, CJ Stroud is very good. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Joey Porter, Kobe Turner, Devin Witherspoon. Um, let's see. I know Jalen Carter is the betting favorite here, but I, I like the I picked Devin Witherspoon because he is just an absolute beast for the Seahawks, too, as a cover corner for them. They got the Comeback Player of the Year awards between Joe Flacco, DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa. 
The comeback player of the year award is an interesting one to me because every year you have finalists or winners here that either, you know, came back from a severe injury and played or, you know, played last year not that well and then the next year played exceptional. So it's just like a weird, a weird award too because all these finalists are either here or there. So it's kind of hard to pick like for this one too. I think the NFL should do two separate awards, make a most improved player of the year award, like what the NBA does where an NBA player does bad one year and then improves next year, and then a comeback player of the year award where they come back from an injury or whatever too. So it's just like, you know, DeMar Hamlin, you knew what happened with him last year. I'm not going to, you guys know already what happened with his scenario compared to the other four guys where they played last year, they just had better stats this year. So if they did like a comeback player of the year, then it'd be DeMar Hamlin. But if you did like a most improved player, statistic-wise, then I would give it to, say, Baker Mayfield. So it's just like a weird... Now, my comeback player of the year, it's, it's DeMar Hamlin for the scenario of what happened. But, you know, if they did a most improved player, then Baker Mayfield. You know, if I'm taking away DeMar Hamlin in this situation, then I pick Baker Mayfield as my comeback player of the year. It's just hard to pick against what Hamlin done. Even though we only had three tackles or whatever... The dude died on the field and came back. Like you, you. I don't know how you cannot, you cannot pick anything else though. And again, if I take him away, then I would say Mayfield. But this is why I think the NFL should do two separate awards: a most improved and a comeback player of the year award. That's just kind of how I feel about that. Coach of the year, you got Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico, Ryan's, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. There's so many different options. <laughs> um, you could go with a number of ways. There's a case for Dan Campbell. There's a case for D'Amico Ryan and Cameron Stefanski. John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan, too. I'm going to pick... Ooh, man. I'm going to go Dan Campbell since he went to the NFC Championship game with this kind of team. A guy, a guy who made a lot of questionable roster moves, a lot of questionable drafting stuff. But honestly, any of these guys can win. Even Stefanski for the Browns, who went down to like their fifth quarterback and still made the playoffs as a wild card spot. D'Amico Ryan Sue, and nobody expected him. This is hard. If, I had to, if I'm going to rank it right now, I'm going to go Dan Campbell's the winner for me. Second place, I'm going to go Stefanski. Third, I'm going to go D'Amico Ryan's. Fourth, I'll go Harbaugh. And fifth, I'll go Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to go with that one. That's my order. But this is this is hard, man. This is, this is a hard one. Uh, lastly, the assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson for the Lions, offensive coordinator, Mike McDonald for the Ravens, Todd Monken for the Ravens, Jim Schwartz for the Browns, and Bobby Slowick for the Houston Texans. Now, this one I'm going to go with Bobby Slowick for the Houston Texans. Considering the fact that he went with his quarterback, a lot of questions here. Not a huge running game. Receivers, you didn't know who's going to be the receivers. Uh, really fun offense to watch here. So I'm going to go with uh, Slowick as the winner here, but but Ben Johnson's definitely second in line. Um, Todd Monken and McDonald's are also uh, options for the coach because what they improved to that team too. But I'm taking off the reins. The Ravens cap is coming off here, but it's really close though. That one's that one's as close as the head coaching one though. You can make a case for any of them. Grateful Apparel people, let me tell you guys a little something about the brand Grateful. If you guys aren't aware, I became an official Grateful brand ambassador a while back. And let me tell you, the clothes are absolutely comfortable and they're just awesome designs and really cool. They got everything from hats, hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeves, shorts, you name it, they got it. They have various colors, designs, a good vintage look to it. Right now I'm wearing the Cam Grateful hoodie and the Daisy Trucker hat right now if you're seeing this on video. And I'm holding up some t-shirts here too. A Grateful heart is the key to happiness. That's the one shirt I got. And also here, also the Grateful with the arch, the 3D. This looks like the old Microsoft Word design to it. I cannot stress this enough. The clothes here are so comfortable and they're such a cool 
look to it. And also, it's a great message, grateful. You just got to be grateful for everything in life. And that's something I definitely learned throughout this past year. And basically, I'm going to carry on for the rest of my life to be grateful. Golden Bear is made for you. The hardworking man or woman just being grateful for life and whatnot. And I just, again, I just got to keep saying it. These clothes are awesome. It's a great company, a great message. And as a brand ambassador, I just got to keep saying it. Stuff is awesome. You want to get some cool merch like the ones I'm wearing right now? You definitely head over to www.gratefulapparel.com while you're over there. Check out a bunch of stuff they got. And use the code FONZ, F-O-N-Z, for 15% off your order. That's right. Use code FONZ, F-O-N-Z, for 15% off your order at Grateful Apparel. Get yourself a hat, a t-shirt, shorts, get whatever you want, and use the code FONZ, F-O-N-Z, at checkout for 15% off your order. Support the brand. Support Grateful. Support an awesome message. That's all I got to say. Go check it out now. All right, basketball talk here. The Knicks are on fire. They are on fire. They're looking good, man. They're doing well in January. Happy January. Well, it's February now this comes out. But, hey, eight straight and 14-2 and in January. No Julius Randle. No Mitch Robinson. We're looking really good. The big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Same birthday as me, by the way. Um, check out his jersey over Manuel quickly. We're looking good since that. And no OG, by the way. We're looking so complete. This is like the this is this. I said last year this is the best Knicks team I've watched. I'm doubling down. This is the best. This this is now the best Knicks team I've watched now. What a team, man. This is fun. And Jalen Brunson playing like an MVP. He should be in the MVP conversation. I'm just throwing it out there. But the Knicks, man, they are just fun, man. They're just looking really good. And Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau's Tommy Thibs, I see you smiling out there. I see I'm I see you smiling. Look, what's got you smiling like that, man? They're, they're playing. Listen, when Tom Thibodeau was smiling, you know the Knicks are dangerous. You know your team is dangerous now because he just never is happy. But now that he is, man, I'm just saying, people, the league needs to be on notice with this. Watch out for the New York Knicks. They're playing. They're just playing really well. And this is without Julius and without Mitch Robinson. Not a lot of death of the big spots. So when they come back healthy, well, Julius more recently, I don't know when Mitch is coming back. I have no idea yet. But this is fun, and Jalen Brunson's leading the way with this team. Him, Josh Hart, DiVincenzo are playing well together. OG has been a great addition for us. This is a great trade. As much as I miss RJ Barrett and quickly, um, this is just a big improvement now, and I'm really happy for this Knicks team. Uh, go New York. Go New York. Go. I am so damn happy about this, man. I I really am. I, I just, it just makes me very happy to see this now. You know, we're trending in the right direction. We're third in the East. We're third in the Eastern Conference. We're better than the Lakers. We're better than Miami Heat. Bring it on for everybody. Big Apple. When the Knicks, I'm telling you, the Knicks make it to the conference finals. There, they, there is a, there is a literally a good shot the Knicks could make the conference finals. I truly do believe that. It could be wrong, but man, this team's playing really well. I'm so like we're just looking so good, man. We need to make another move. I would like to say I don't know who we're gonna get. We trade Quentin Grimes away. Shout out to Deuce McBride, by the way. He's been playing well, stepping up. I've always said this guy deserves some minutes, man. He's a pretty good scrappy guy for us, and he's getting his shine. He's getting his minutes. Good for him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kudos. This, this is fun. Our, our Isaiah Harnstein, Harnstein, whatever you want to call him, number 55, that dude just loves to play for the Knicks. I don't want him to leave at all. Do not leave. Do not trade him, Leon Rose. Tommy Dibbs, keep him around. He's been a good depth. He's been a good starter for us while Mitch is out, but this is... This is going to be fun. This is a fun team to watch, man. And Jalen Brunson should have been an all-star. Well, they didn't announce the rest of the starting lineup yet, but they did the all-star starters. And we'll get to the backups maybe when they get voted in, I think, uh, later in the week, later next week or something too. But they announced the stars. And by the way, shout out to the NBA. Shout out to Adam Silver for changing it back to the East versus West format. Um, this was way better of a, ch a choice. 
This was perfect. I'm glad they did this. East versus West was 10 times better than the old draft way. It, it just didn't work. You just It just wasn't as fun. It's the old school way. It's like when the Pro Bowl did the Legends draft, and no one, I didn't really like that. You have conference supremacy. East versus West, they brought it back. The Eastern Conference, the guards, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard. The front court is Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. And for the West, it's Luka Doncic, Shea Gilders, Alexander for the back court. And the front court's Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. Now, Western Conference, and I have a problem with all that. That's like the perfect. If you were to tell me like what's the lineup predictions like for the All-Star game for the West, this is probably what I would go with. I don't wouldn't make any changes here. Shout out to Shea, SGA. Dude's a baller for the Thunder. This guy, is, that guy is fun to watch. But yeah, Luka, Shea, KD, LeBron, Joker. That's who I'd pick for the five. Now for the East, if you would ask what the lineup would be, for the front court, I definitely would say Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. Those are the three I definitely would have said. Now, if you ask me at the beginning of the season, I would have not predicted Tyrese Halliburton to be this. But if it was like a week prior, like last week, I would have definitely said Tyrese Halliburton. The dude is balling out. But for the other guard spot, and as much as I love Damian Lillard, I really do. And I've always been a fan of him since his Trailblazers days. I don't think he should have been a starter. I believe this is his first time as an all-star starter. Now, could he have made an all-star as a reserve? Possibly. But I think this might be the Knicks' homer bias here. But I think the honor should have went to Jalen Brunson as a starter. Now, I think he's more than likely going to make it as the backup, as the reserves. He should have been a starter, in my opinion. But overall, with the conference lineups, all 10 of them, Nine out of ten, I agree with. The only one I could say is replace Jalen Brunson with Damian Lillard. Uh, that's it. But Tyrus Halliburton and everybody else, they all deserve it. So no issues with all that here. But that, again, wraps up this episode of the Slickback Kickback Report. A lot of ranting, a lot of rambling, a lot of a lot of hullabaloo and all the other stuff, too. A lot of solo episodes the past couple of weeks. But once the Super Bowl is done, I'll be doing some more guest-centric stuff, some more videos on the YouTube channel. You see Fonz and Falco on this YouTube channel. You're seeing some shorts here and there. But I'm not just going to put podcasts on here for the regular videos. You're going to get regular videos on this channel once the Super Bowl is done. And Fonz Talks jerseys. I have a couple of other videos lined up for Fonz Talks jerseys. You know, the best Super Bowl matchups, the best Pro Bowl jerseys, uh, the uniform recap for the season, the best weekly matchups from the whole regular season. So a lot of different stuff. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, Fonz DeFalco. Um, it's in a podcast email, slickbackkickback at gmail.com. Any questions, videos, comments, concerns, uh, whatever you want. Uh, greatly appreciate all the love and support. You guys are absolutely great. And seriously... I love doing this because this has been awesome. We got a lot of good stuff. Go Ravens, protect the flock. And no matter what, Ravens fans, uh, we got to sit together. We'll be back. No doubt about it. Uh, follow the brand, follow everything. You guys are the best. I love y'all. Have a good day, good night, good evening. Whenever you're watching this video or listening to this podcast, and I'll catch you all next week. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Slickback Kickback Report. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review. Tell a friend, tell five friends. Your support will always be appreciated here on the Slickback Kickback Report.